Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the show. Today, I am interviewing Carrie Desberg. She is the CMO at Impartner, and we get into how they quickly pivoted. They used to throw a big, big conference every year for all their potential partners, existing partners, and obviously through COVID, that got shut down. So they have a massive pivot to a new type of virtual event. So I'm going to let her talk about it on the show. I found it just really fascinating and really a bold stride to take for a company. And I love it. I love the idea. So stick around to hear that for sure. But uh, before we get into that, as always, the show is brought to you by us. That is Cave Social. Cave Social is a social media agency that helps companies grow online. So you're feeling stuck when it comes to all things social marketing yourself, head over to cavesocial.com, hit that contact us and we'll be able to help you out. All right, let's sit back, relax and get into this episode. What's shaking and baking my marketing people? Welcome back to another episode of the Mind Your Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Shelton. Today, I'm excited. I'm excited to introduce you guys to Carrie Desberg. She is the CMO at Impartner. But uh, we're going to get into some deep topics today, really about being bold, kicking ass, being tenacious, multiple ways to say being tenacious, which I'm here for. But uh, Carrie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Jordan. I am absolutely thrilled to be here. Thank you. Now, before we get into all things current marketing and future outlooks and yeah, the quarantine and all of that and how companies have responded, I want you to take us back. Take us back and give us that five minute, you know, backstory. How did you get into this crazy position of CMO? Well, it is a crazy position, especially right now. Good grief. You know, it's the marketing hunger games, isn't it? Uh, but uh, I, I definitely think, boy, uh, What's the phrase? Com C's don't make good sailors. So I'll tell you, I actually think that my entire team and even I would speak for myself, I think I'm better now than I was March 12th. When we came home, I came home and I, I really haven't left since. It really has challenged every aspect and I have really used every aspect of my career to get through this period in history. My story is um, a little bit different for some CMOs. I started as a purebred public relations person. I, I came out of the gate. I have a degree in journalism with a minor in marketing, and I started in internal and external communications. I've done public, private, uh, small, large, Procter & Gamble, Lockheed Martin, Owens Corning. I was a VP at Fleshman Hiller during the dot-com boom. I've been at this a while. And really about 2005, I think, I really started the migration to marketing. And I think that was when uh, branding started to come into my mix and, you know, all of the social media platforms really started to enter in and what was marketing and what was PR. I mean, they all really started to blur together. So I would say I've fully been a PR marketing uh, hybrid since the mid 2000s. And it's, and it's been an absolutely fabulous journey. And I think that that communications platform or that PR platform is a wonderful platform for a marketer because it's all about storytelling. It's absolutely about storytelling. And I did B2B and B2C. At one point in my illustrious career, I actually headed public affairs for Procter & Gamble's cosmetic fragrance products business. So I was out there with the cover girls and Vogue and Elle and Glamour and Mademoiselle. And you'd say, oh my gosh, well, how's that lead you to being a uh, tech CMO? Um, but it really, it is about storytelling. I don't care what technology platform you're working on. If you don't have a good story, you're not going to be a powerful marketer. 
because in the end, our jobs are to make people say, I want that. So that career in PR, which let me mess around with every aspect of a business and be a part of buying companies, laying people off and trying times, um, launching new products, has really put me in the role that I am today. And I think I'm more powerful for it. I'm in my current role. I'll give just a short version of that journey. But I had uh, gone to work at WatchGuard, which is a network security company. I mean, what a hot space that is. And I came in uh, as pure PR, actually, in that role and got social within a few weeks. And then within a few months, I had marketing ops uh, and all the email marketing and all of that. And our CEO at the time and my boss at the time, who was the head of marketing, they had worked together a number of years. And our CEO bought the company that I now work for and partner. And he took my boss with him because this would now be their third go around after 17 years. And I thought, hey, wait a minute. So I was lucky enough to follow. And about a year ago, uh, my boss, who was a wonderful mentor, wonderful, wonderful mentor, left and I was promoted to CMO, which is great because I've been working with that CEO for a long time. And it's one thing to come in from the outside and have all that unicorn dust that comes with a new hire. And it's another thing to have somebody really know you over the course of year and course of the years and really see you perform and say, yeah, you know, your performance is consistent and I can see you going to the next level. And what we make and what a partner does is partner relationship management software. A CRM like a Salesforce or a Microsoft Dynamics, it manages your direct relationships PRM manages your partner. So when you sell through the channel, as most companies do, 75% of revenue goes through the channel. You need a technology like a partner to manage the channel. So it has been an absolute um, rocket ship ride. And here I am. So that's my five minute intro. How they do, Jordan? I love it. One of the things that jumped out to me that I want to ask you about is, so, you know, you had worked with this CEO for some time. So you coming up to the executive position and CMO, there would have been, I'm assuming, a lot, obviously, familiarity. But two, do you think by working with the CEO for so long that you have the ability to have more candid feedback between each other? You know, for me personally, I actually think it's not more candid feedback. I think the fact that I have always given candid feedback is why I'm in this role today. And that he knew he could count on that as he looked for that next person. I've long thought that, you know, you're respectful. And you know, if you work for somebody, you tell them, you tell them again, and then you've done your piece. But I believe that you get paid to make your seat at the table matter, whatever table you're sitting at. And if you can't say the things respectfully, that really need to be said, then you're really not bringing your full value to the table. And if you're not working hard to create a relationship, relationship with the person or the team that you report to, then you're really not adding value to each other. So some days it takes more courage than others to say the things I think need to be said, but I'm willing to do it because uh, you pay me to make a difference and I want to do that. And that's what's most energizing for me. So uh, I think candor, my candor muscles are strong and I think it's probably something that's really been important to how I've been able to make my way in my career over the course of my whole career. Yeah, it's something for anyone listening who wants to end up at an executive table uh, or in those positions have to get used to candor, having candor. That's the best way to put it. There's a book actually on this called Radical Candor, which I read about five years too late in my journey. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, definitely, definitely very valuable. Now we talked a little bit off air and about the need for marketers to have tenacity and to be determined. I want you to take me to a time where you kind of felt like 
man, shit, my back's against the wall. But then you really leaned into that tenacious part of you and pushed through. Obviously, I mean, last six months have probably been a, a good example. But yeah, if there's any examples you can think of, I'd love to hear. I'd love to hear when you kind of just charge forward. I think when you're in a company, a growth company like we're in, I mean, we're growing hand over fist and we have been for the last five and a half years. And I think everybody out there who's in a uh, in any company really, uh, it, some days it's amazing anybody gets anything out the door, isn't it? Right. And when you're growing that fast, the analogy I make sometimes is that you're like a great Dane puppy. Sometimes your paws are bigger than your body and you're not all that elegant, right? You're just kind of glomping around. You're trying to get together. And you know, so we've been growing hands over fists and we decided that we really wanted to have a showcase absolute crown jewel of a customer event that was a thought leadership stake in the ground that put us on the map because we compete against some very, a very, very, very big company that's tens of thousands of employees to our uh, several hundred employees. So we started out in PartnerCon. It was in its fourth year before COVID and it became the largest event of Channel Chiefs anywhere in the world in four years. And that came because of the tenacity of how are we going to pull this together and make it a standout event. And I'll tell you that our customers, the people who run the channel, channel chiefs, these are people who make some serious salaries, right? They, they lead a good life. They stay in wonderful hotels. They go to top corporations or they go to top events everywhere in the world. And for us to create and curate the conversation that would be a standout event for them was really significant. So here we are, we're growing that fast. Everybody is trying to carry their load and on top of that, help bring an event to life, right? And boy, I think a superpower is leading sideways. It's one thing to lead up, it's another thing down and lead down. It's and yeah, I think the superpower is leading sideways. And that willingness to really lead sideways across the organization to get people into momentum to get those customers there on that first year and to get those prospects there because it was partly customers, partly prospects to curate content that would really make people say, holy cow, that was, this isn't just a customer conference. This is a summit of channel top leadership and to get the funding and to put it together in a way that's world-class because our software is not, um, you know, this is not a credit card swipe technology buy. So the tenacity to lead sideways, to get all those things into motion and to build it and to build it again and to do it in a way that even technically set the stage that was very elegant for our attendees. That was really powerful. And I actually think that that's been personally a crown jewel for me personally, because everything about it is choreographed. And everything about it is just exactly what you wanted to have happen to those attendees and how you want them to feel. And to the person, people have said that that is the best event of its kind that they have ever attended. So when I, you know, on the days I'm really tired and <laughs> those boulders are really uh, hard, I know that that tenacity has paid off. And I think it has a lot to do with the faith that the company puts in me. It's like, if you can create something like that for this company and help us stand out in the industry that way, it gives people a lot of faith in how they're going to extrapolate how I'm going to do other things. So that's a good example of that tenacity. Does that, does that bring that to life for you, Jordan? I love it. I love creating a memorable experience for clients, potential, you know, for prospects, 
for your team sideways and being able to do it in a way that is like putting on an event is no joke. It's super high touch. It's uh, a lot can go wrong for anyone who's listening, who's even just had a booth at an event, never mind thrown an event. You know, a lot can go wrong from a keynote speaker's mic not working when you need it to, to somebody missing a connection. There's so much. So when you can pull that off, I think that's amazing. And like you said, getting everybody to lean into it from laterally and within the organization uh, to make it a really great experience. That's something that becomes a snowball, a snowball going downhill. Now, obviously that snowball had to take a timeout this year um, with COVID. Was there any quick pivot um, online events or any, did anything come from that, that, that you guys found worked, you know, online or anything or otherwise? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, the quick, the quick pivot is right, right? I think folks who's, uh, who have strong adaptability muscles are, I think, are the ones that are doing the best right now, right? Because you're right. You know, what are we going to do? And, and you got to do it fast, right? Because the, the drop uh, in air pressure was horrendous for all of us, right? So there were a lot of things that we did as far as how we aimed our marketing cannons, but specifically on the event front. Here you are with a partner con, which was a selling event. I mean, we absolutely had a goal of what we wanted to have be an upsell for our existing customers and how many deals we wanted to close from prospects who attended that event and how valuable the relationships we created with those customers were to helping with our retention, right? I mean, we're a SaaS company. It's all about ARR and uh, all those magic numbers that make the investment world love you, right? And uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, I could point to any number of things that we did from Channel Chief and Show, which which is a, a weekly conversation that we have with our customers in Europe and America. We formed a channel chief advisory board and uh, put together who I call the channel glitterati. They're tell 12 of this, these uh, very uh, uh, top flight uh, channel thought leaders that we, uh, we've had a steady stream of content and podcasts or podinars as we call them, right? Because they're, you know, half video and they're also on, on Spotify, et cetera. And uh, that's been really incredibly powerful for us to keep community and keep thought leadership alive. Uh, but actually live right now, today, uh, we just are in the middle of launching a 3D virtual event. Because to what you just said, everybody everybody and their pet cat has been out there doing something, right? Podinars and webinars and, and finding a way to bring it to life virtually. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I read the stats and they say, okay, we're getting lots and lots of attendees, but the, the engagement rate is, you know, it's 25%. So I'm like, well, I'm going to do, we're going to find something that's irresistible. So we're using this platform called MoodUp of all things. And literally the whole thing is in 3D. And I have the industry's two top channel analysts. Uh, this one guy, Jay McMain, I'll name drop. He's the busiest Forrester analyst of all of the Forrester analysts on every topic. This is the guy. So he and another woman, Maria Chen, uh, they're a two keynote speaker. It's a two hour power summit and everybody is attending an avatar form. It is a fully immersive 3D environment. We built this whole environment and people can come in. They can interact with the other avatars. They can sit down and actually then have a live conversation. And we said, you know what? Let's do something that's not like everything else. Let's do something that people haven't done before. Let's be different. Let's be cool. We're technology, right? You know, you need to be on the edge. And the wonderful thing about it is uh, that in talking to Jay and Maria, I'm like, okay, well, you guys, you, you willing to do this? And Jay's like, 
let's do it. It's really fun. I, I just launched it yesterday. I've had almost 1,500 people look at my posts on LinkedIn just overnight. We have a whole pile of people signed up and we want people to walk away saying, all right, amazing content, amazing thought leaders. You know, a partner continues to add value to me as I think about my channel. And the theme of this is how do universe for you universe proof your channel no matter what it throws at you in 2021 because surely we're all walking into another you know goofy <laughs> year <laughs> so so i'm really excited about that so yeah we've pivoted and we're looking for new ways to do things that really set the conversation for the marketplace so we're having some fun respectful fun and uh capturing people's attention and driving our business forward i love it and it's the one thing that sticks out there is when everybody pivoted right you guys went right, then left and yes. did something different and took a chance. And I think that's so powerful because like webinar fatigue is real, you know? So it's yes. like all of these things and everybody doing the same thing. How do we be bold in a time when we are constricted, right? There are constrictions that come, but like you said, when you're kind of put under fire as a marketer, you really are going to see who shines and who is adaptable and who can come up with a creative idea. I love the idea of little avatars actually attending a virtual conference, hearing those, those keynotes. So that's unreal. And I pressure anyone who's listening right now to just be thinking about where are we following the pack and where are we taking chances and trying to lead? Because I think every business kind of has to do, there's like levers and you kind of have to do both. There are certain things you got to do I get it, any industry, but where can you take a chance and where can you take something and, you know, for lack of a better term, remix it and really do something different. So I love, love the idea of uh, quickly pivoting over with the event. That is uh, very, very cool. Remix. I love that. Yes. Where can you remix <laughs> it? You know, that's exactly it. Yeah. Now, Carrie, before I let you go, let people know where they can find out more about Impartner and connect with you online. We are at impartner.com and we'd love to talk to you. If you have a channel and you are uh, wanting to create a world-class customer experience for your partners, which is really a critical differentiator and these days looks like it outpaces even the quality of your products, right? You've got to have a world-class partner experience. So come talk to us, www.impartner.com. And I am on LinkedIn just LinkedIn and Carrie Desberg. And I'd love to connect with you. I love sharing ideas with other people or looking for ways to remix. Uh, bring it on. Let's connect. I'd love to share ideas. Awesome. And I will put links to uh, both Impartner and Carrie's LinkedIn in the show notes so you guys can head over there and connect with her. Thanks for coming on today. I really appreciated this. Thank you very much, Jordan. Really a pleasure. All right, everybody. That's it for this episode. As always, I'm your host, Jordan Shelton, and I will catch you next time. Oh.